Welcome to the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiestas podcast, A View from Liftoff Lane. This is your host, Tom Garrity. 600 hot air balloons launch on October 2nd. In this episode, Director of Operations Sam Parks joins us to discuss all things related to the event. Tickets go on sale July 2nd, 9 a.m. Sam Parks will give us a preview on what the guest experience will look like at this year's event. Did you know that Balloon Fiesta has 3,000 volunteers? Okay, actually, they're called navigators, and there's a great opportunity to volunteer your time, see the event, and meet a lot of great people. Jennifer Sherman from the Balloon Fiesta team will join us with insights on how you can be involved. There is a lot of Balloon Fiesta buzz on the media. National morning television talk show Tamron Hall featured one of the youngest pilots to ever fly at Balloon Fiesta. And People Magazine just featured a nice two-page spread about the 2021 event. Amanda Molina with the media team will join us to share more insights on this topic. The interviews on this podcast were recorded on May 27th and May 28th, 2021. Sam Parks is the Director of Operations for the Balloon Fiesta. Welcome back, Sam. Thanks, Tom. It's good to be back. What a difference a year makes. Everything is full steam ahead for the 49th event, right? It sure is. Um, every time that the governor speaks about the health orders that are uh, current at the time, we, we keep getting more excited about the possibility of having a, a, a full balloon fiesta this year. So it appears that the public health restrictions are loosening up in New Mexico with Bernalillo County, where balloon fiesta is located, in the turquoise phase of reopening. How optimistic are you about a normal balloon fiesta and what could this year's event look like? We, we were very encouraged when the governor said that if uh, we can hit 60% vaccination rate here in the state of New Mexico by the end of June, that the state will open with no restrictions. And so that's very encouraging for us to continue to have a, a, a full normal balloon fiesta. So I, I think Balloon Fiesta, with, uh, with the elimination of just a couple of things, will look just like it did in 2019. What kind of public health guidance can guests anticipate in advance of tickets going on sale? We've developed a page on our website that says, know before you go. And so uh, through our, our newsletters and particularly the website and through podcasts like this, we'll be conveying messages about um, safety measures here at the park before they ever arrive. Tickets go on sale Friday, July 2nd, 9 a.m. for all sessions, all nine days for the Balloon Fiesta. Is it just general admission tickets? All of our tickets go on sale that same day. Park and ride tickets, Gondola Club, Chasers Club, all the tickets that we would normally put on sale in April, uh, we're just backing them up till July and they'll all be on sale. For a quick rundown of all the pricing options that are available for this year's Balloon Fiesta, be sure to visit online at balloonfiesta.com slash purchase dash tickets. The link is in the show notes. Sam, tell us a little bit about the Balloon Fiesta Concierge Program. Oh, the Concierge Program is, is really cool. You have a personal guide that goes around the park uh, on a golf cart and they basically just show you all the different kind of the Disney-esque kind of behind the scenes details of what Balloon Fiesta is all about. 
That is $350 per session, and that's up to two people. Or if you would like to add an additional person or people uh, up to four, it's an additional $50 per person. That's a really cool tour. It is. It's really kind of behind the scenes. And I always enjoyed seeing the carts driving around with the VIPs in the inside. It's really quite a sight. Let's talk about balloons. How many are registered? How many pilots? Wow. Uh, What's exciting is that all of our pilots that were registered in 2020 have rolled over with us to 2021. We've only had about 20 that have canceled on us. So right now we're right at 600. And within that, we're right at 100 special shapes. Uh, We have seven gas balloon teams also registered to uh, compete in the America's Challenge gas balloon race. Special shapes. They're always a favorite. Uh, Which of our favorite shapes are returning this year? Well, the return of Arabelle this year is greatly anticipated. Uh, She missed 2019, but we're expecting Arabelle to be flying here at Balloon Fiesta Park this year in October. So we're excited to welcome back Arabelle. Uh, Darth Vader, uh, some of the other uh, animal characters that we normally see, such as the rabbits and the wolves. And and then this year, there's a brand new one coming from uh, Brazil that's a sloth. We're kind of excited about that. Outstanding. And I know that we're going to be announcing new special shapes in the coming months. A few of the shapes are international balloons. Any concerns uh, or issues with international teams traveling to this year's event? Yes. Right now, there are some travel restrictions from certain countries around the world where they cannot get here. Uh, And as, as we continue to open up here in New Mexico, we anticipate that the same kind of uh, progression toward opening in their countries will happen uh, in time for those pilots to be able to join us in October. Uh, so we're, we're hopeful that they'll be able to get here, uh, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. And about how many balloons compared uh, to the total are international? Well, out of our special shapes, we have approximately 40 of them that are, that are international. And we also have some international pilots that just fly round balloons. So we have a total of about 75 international pilots that could be affected by this. On a previous episode, we discussed the potential of spacing shape balloons around the field in an effort to spread out crowds. Any additional insight on that approach? Yeah, we will start to make those launch side assignments in July. We'll see at that point uh, how many of our international pilots, and particularly our shapes, will be confirmed. And then we'll uh, spread out those shapes all around Balloon Fiesta Park to try to, I guess, thin out the crowd on the eastern part of the, of the park. Director of Operations for the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, Sam Parks, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Tom. Have a great day. Jennifer Sherman is the person at the Balloon Fiesta who helps coordinate the Navigator program. Hello, Jennifer, and welcome to Liftoff Lane. Hello, Tom. Thanks for having me. Before we get into the interview, tell me a little bit about your very first balloon fiesta. Sure. Um, As a young child, I can remember the balloons being so big and so beautiful. Um, It was such an awe, that aha moment, um, seeing them. And I don't think that feeling really ever goes away, even as an adult. So you joined as first as a spectator, and now you head up the Navigator program. Um, Tell us about the Navigator program. Who are the Navigators and what do they do? Um, Well, Navigators are what we call volunteers. And the volunteers 
they um, volunteer in approximately 40 different locations during Balloon Fiesta. And they are literally the heart and soul of, of the event. Um, we couldn't put on such a great and successful event without them. Now, in your recent newsletter to navigators, I saw a map that shows where the navigators live. Share yes. with our listeners um, where navigators travel from and where we still need some representation. Sure. So we have at least one navigator from 42 of the 50 states, um, Alaska, Mississippi, West Virginia, Vermont, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts are the eight that we have nobody. So hopefully we will get at least one um, from those states uh, soon to you know, fill out the whole 50 states to have at least one navigator. That would be amazing. And, yeah. And then outside the U.S., we have three from Germany and two from Canada. Fantastic. How many navigators are there? And do you have a need for more volunteers? Um, yes. So we have over 1,100 navigators and we always need more. Some of the areas require more than um, other areas. RVs is one of those. And then transportation always uses um, a lot of navigators um, for their areas as well. Um, they transport, you know, people to and from parking lots and to different locations throughout the park. So there's always a need there. Let's talk about some of the minimum requirements for lack of a better term. Do you have, do you have to volunteer for a certain number of events? Um, no, actually a, nav a navigator can actually volunteer as much or as little as they want. So it's, it's pretty much up to them. Well, something that's relatively new is the Navigator Advisory Board. Share a little bit about uh, what that's all about and who's on it. Yeah, so, so new this year is we've set up a Navigator Advisory Board, and that is a group of leaders from some of the different um, Navigator teams. There are 11 members that make up the board, and the goal of the Advisory Board is to improve communications, um, provide solutions and to enhance the volunteer experience while they're volunteering here. And um, so we're hoping that that will continue on and be a good success for the navigators to um, communicate better with us. What kind of perks do navigators have? Sure. So, um, so they get a, a couple of different things. So they get admission into the event for all nine days. Um, they have access to the hospitality, the navigator hospitality tent for snacks and meals. Um, they get the current year's navigator shirt, um, an invitation to the different balloon fiesta parties, um, the current year's outerwear, which is like a coat or, you know, some other warm item, um, the current year's lapel pin, um, the current year calendar, and then depending on the number of shifts or the number of hours that um, they work, they may qualify or may receive a discounted or free RV parking space. You know, I had just have to give a quick shout out to the media navigators. Uh, we have a, a team of about 13 to 20, based on what day of the week it is, who help us get media from point A to point B. Uh, they're just invaluable to us. And so absolutely, they're, they're absolutely. A, a great resource. Can you talk about kind of where you see the greatest need for volunteers or navigators? Sure. So um, like I mentioned earlier, um, the transportation team always needs them. The probably the biggest area that um, is hard to recruit for is um, CDL licensed drivers. And they're part of our trolley team. 
and um, and also the drivers for our courtesy shuttle team. Both of these teams take care of a lot of our guests, um, transporting them to and from various areas around the park, plus um, the different parking areas that we have located around the park. So they're vital. And with as many people that come to Balloon Fiesta, there's always a need for those. So how can people learn more about the Navigator program and maybe even sign up to be considered? Uh, sure. To be yeah, sure. Absolutely. They can go to our website at balloonfiesta.com and to the volunteer page under behind the scenes. Um, there's all the information about um, volunteering, as well as a link to our application to fill out um, the application to become a navigator. Finally, where is your favorite place on Balloon Fiesta Park to watch the balloons fly? Ah, so um, the great thing about Balloon Fiesta Park is that there's not really a bad place to watch the balloons fly, um, especially when it's right for the Albuquerque box, which is very unique and amazing to watch. Um, but for me, I would say my favorite place is to watch it from the corporate tent area. It's um, slightly above the launch field, and um, you can see the balloons launch row by row from that area. So that's probably my favorite place. That is a great place because uh, when Balloon Fiesta is not going on, that's, those are all tee boxes for a driving range, and it's nice and flat. You could just basically either stand or sit there. It's really, I, that's a fantastic place, Jennifer. Thank you. Jennifer Schwerman, uh, Balloon Fiesta's team member who oversees the Navigator program. Thank you so much for joining us on Liftoff Lane. Yes, thank you for having me. Amanda Molina with the Balloon Fiesta media team joins us on Liftoff Lane. Welcome back, Amanda. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me back. You bet. There's a lot of Balloon Fiesta buzz on the media right now. Can you share some of the coverage highlights so far? Yeah, we, we have had a great past uh, couple of months. Actually, right now on stands is People Magazine has a cool travel feature, and they just did a beautiful write-up on, on the Balloon Fiesta and some really cool pictures of uh, the Mass Ascension. And then we also saw, uh, most recently, the Tamron Hall Show featuring a story about Balloon Fiesta, which was really cool. It was a nice little um, story around cities throughout the country, and they highlighted quite a, quite a bit about Balloon Fiesta, which was cool. Well, you know, in the People magazine was truly great coverage. Uh, you know, obviously a big picture featuring the Mass Ascension for Tamron Hall Show. You actually coordinated an interview with Savannah Bradley. Can you share a little bit about her story? You bet. We couldn't ask for just a better <laughs> spokesperson for, for Balloon Fiesta and to speak uh, about the event. Savannah is from a, a family of four generations of balloonists, actually. She's a very impressive young woman. She uh, first started training for her pilot's license at 13 and first soloed her own flight at 15. So she's just, she's great to have involved with the event. It's great to have her family. Um, and it's, we turn to them a lot for uh, when we need, you know, especially the, the young, young uh, voice of Balloon Fiesta. She's a great one to have on our team. When you discuss story ideas with media who are wanting to do stories about the Balloon Fiesta, what are some of your favorite topics to highlight? Well, we, I got to say in that regard, we're, we're lucky as, as uh, media representatives, because we get to, you know, tell the story of an event that's been going on for 50 years. So yes, people come to see the balloons and many of the balloons have stories of their own, but 
Um, the folks who fly the balloons, the pilots have some really just fascinating stories and, and they are uh, true characters as much as the, as the balloons are, whether it's a, a family of several generations who is, who's really competitive and likes to fly in the competitions, or it's, you know, a pilot who has taken, taken up piloting as his passion later in life or a new pilot like Savannah, there's really truly a story behind um, a lot of these pilots and their crews. You know, we have these crews that have been together for years and years and the tailgating after the, um, after the flight has ended is super important to them. And I tell you what, it's just been so great to be able to meet so many of these people over the years. So the, the people for sure are the stories that the pilots, and then, you know, that goes with our, our wonderful volunteers too. There's tons of stories about them. Then we have all the cultural aspects of balloon fiesta. And then of course, you know, the history of the event is always fascinating to share. Yeah, and of course, the 50th event coming up in 2022. Um, you've had a chance to work with a number of different media organizations. Which are some of the more memorable media encounters? I got to say one that sticks out to me was definitely CBS Sunday Morning. It's a show that I've enjoyed watching for, for a long time. So it was really great to have that crew out here. And they were out here for several days and they covered a lot of different aspects of Balloon Fiesta. It's rare that we get to spend that much time with the crew, but they were just so professional and, and really kind. They stick out, but you know, you know, they're a traditional media outlet every, almost every year we have the travel and weather channel come out who send out some amazing people, um, Reuters, CNN. So we've, and that's, you know, domestically, we have really some awesome international, uh, uh, media that come out too. I was thinking back to 2019, I worked with a really cool Russian travel show that was just, they were so much fun to work with. So we met so many cool people and, um, that's the traditional side on the kind of untraditional side, not so much media. We've met, as you know, just had some really fun experiences. Um, we worked with a Japanese game show. We worked with a rock band out of Canada that filmed inside a balloon um, that we had a visit from the bachelor, a bachelor. I know there's many, but a bachelor. Um, so that was fun. You know, it, it's been, it's been fun to help set all those things up and it's so cool to watch them come to fruition and get to sit down and go through all the coverage after balloon fiesta is over. Wow. You know, hearing your stories brings back <laughs> a, a visit when Tom Selleck came to balloon fiesta and blue bloods wasn't even a thought. He was there as, as magnum. Wait. Yeah. Tom Selleck is one of my TV boyfriends. <laughs> yes. I did not know this. Yeah, How could yeah. you not have told me that story? He can, he, there's a lot of stories. but uh, In his heyday. I don't think he's still a TV boyfriend. He's quite a bit older than me. But <laughs> I did think he was very handsome back in the day. He still is. Anyway, well, I, I digress. See, you've yeah, gotten me well, totally yeah, so, off track. Yes, indeed. So maybe <laughs> this is your opportunity to ask Tom Selleck to come on back. To balloon <laughs> but uh, I think Tom that'll Stalin, be my <laughs> and then and then I remember a Muppet that visited I oh my uh, goodness I think we have assigned <sighs> all of the NDAs to make sure that those pictures never ever show up again let's let's hope so and let's be yes let's be glad that uh, images do not accompany this podcast yeah and of course uh Breaking Bad we were able to you know host 
different uh, folks with the Breaking Bad program. And mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be able to see, uh, you know, Saul Goodman come out because we know that they've used a lot of the Balloon Fiesta posters and some of their background scenes. Uh, so That's right. That would be cool. What a, what a nice kind of serendipitous trip down memory lane. Amanda Molina yes. with the Balloon Fiesta media team. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. As we conclude this episode, a special thanks to Sam Parks, Jennifer Sherman, and Amanda Molina. Remember, tickets go on sale July 2nd, 9 a.m. It's a Friday, and we have a link to the ticket info in the show notes. We will be back in a few weeks with a new episode. In the meantime, feel free to spread the word about A View from Liftoff Lane and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps. This is Tom Garrity. Thanks so much for listening.